Lucas McCann, happy 2021. Jay Rosenthal, happy new year to you. Happy new year. It's uh, good to be in a new year. I know not much has changed. We're even in a more strict lockdown here in Ontario, but feels like something changed, I hope. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot more confidence in the air this year. I hope Something so. about changing the number, uh, changing the calendar out, I think has reinvigorated folks into thinking that, uh, you know, things will be different and they should be, they should be, yeah. uh, they should be very different this year than they were last. Well, that's uh, good to hear from an expert's mouth. See, uh, right on topic. Um, but we wanted to connect today, uh, not only is it because it's Monday, it's the first Monday of 2021, but also because we wanted to look ahead with you to 2021 and what you are ex expecting, predicting, looking ahead to in the coming year, whether it's from Health Canada or on the provincial level here in Ontario, like what are some of the things you're looking out for? Coffee. That's great. So there's a couple of things. Yeah, coffee first, always. There's a couple of things that we know are, are going to be coming down the pipe, a couple of things that we can predict intelligently that will probably happen, uh, and a couple of things that would be nice to see happen as well from both Health Canada's side and uh, the regulator side for provincial uh, retail store licensing, both in Ontario and across Canada. Good. Largely, 2021 will, will be a focus on reinvigorating a, you know, a very, uh, a very sore cannabis industry that sort of got uh, a bit slapped around during the pandemic. Um, so in an attempt to recover from the shock of the 2020 pandemic, um, you know, it's, it's not quite over. Uh, but uh, there's a few things that we are going to see uh, coming down the pipe that I think, you know, we should all be paying attention to um, that are, are definitely going to be happening. So we've got two major reviews happening this year. Uh, first one's going to be a regulatory review from Health Canada's uh, intent to amend uh, cannabis regulations. So Health Canada wants to know how the public feels about how cannabis is sold and labeled and researched. Um, and they're, they're looking for industry experts uh, to give feedback on this. Um, and we'd anticipate a mild relaxation of rules for things like packaging um, and possession limits of, uh, for example, infused drinks. Um, so Health Canada got this weird sort of equivalency factor that doesn't really make sense it's 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 not equivalent for for beverages as it is with like uh something like a concentrate or you know a live rosin for instance right so you can buy five beverages at a time but <clears throat> if you calculate the number of, of of cannabis that you're actually taking home i mean that that's 50 milligrams tops right but if you go and purchase something like a hashish or again a live resin which is very very concentrated you know you're, you're taking home about a thousand times that amount that you would have from those five drinks so a little bit of a discrepancy there. Uh, so hopefully some, some points like that will, will get ironed out a little bit. Um, but more specifically, <clears throat> what we do know is on December 11th, Health Canada announced its notice of intent of consultation for the cannabis regulations uh, for cannabis research and other regulatory issues. So it's a 30-day consultation that ends next Monday, January 11th. It's providing interested stakeholders are, yeah, with the opportunity to comment on Health Canada's intent. Now, just because you're commenting doesn't mean anything's going to necessarily right. be done, but it is an opportunity to uh, strengthen those democratic uh, muscles there. Um, so they're looking to facilitate non-therapeutic cannabis research involving human participants by implementing uh, an appropriate health and safety controls, as well as broadening adverse reaction reporting. Um, in addition to that, they're going to streamline and rationalize licensing framework, which is always great to hear from uh, the licensing consulting side. Um, and they're looking to uh, expanding production, distribution, and sale activities with cannabis uh, as a reference standard, um, providing test kits, uh, and expanding the acceptable qualifications for head of laboratory. So one thing that's very interesting for analytical uh, uh, testing specifically um, in, in cannabis licensing is the head of the laboratory there um, they don't have to implement any sort of commonly accepted uh, methodologies, 
which means that each lab sort of is doing their own thing. And that's kind of okay by Health Canada, as long as their, their methodology is, you know, their, their numbers are, are referenced. So, you know, you could buy one product that would have different numbers than, you know, something else. We're talking about things like microbials and, and, and different other limits there. So industry-wide, I think we need some kind of homo homogenized system that everyone uh, sort of goes by. And I just think that makes sense from an industry standpoint. Um, in addition to that, to actually own and start a lab, uh, you don't require any qualifications. So, you know, maybe seeing something like a couple of years of working in a lab as experience or uh, maybe university, you know, I'll throw, throw something out there. So uh, knowing that the folks that are actually sort of bottlenecking where the production's happening, seeing some sort of regulation on that side, or even, you know, God forbid, annual inspections of those uh, analytical testing labs, um, they sit in a situation where they, they could be potentially coerced. They could be potentially threatened by their, by their stakeholders. So I wouldn't mind seeing some sort of regulation for, uh, for the folks that are sort of, you know, control of the, the numbers that go onto the labels. Yeah. That's a, that's a federal side. And obviously if you have something to say, you, but anybody listening or watching, um, you know, get your comments into health Canada for the uh, consultation that's currently ongoing. And we will leave aside the fact that the consultation that was 30 days happened over uh, basically four weeks, two of them, which were um, holidays um, and, and, and another one, which is the first week of the year, which generally says to me that they don't really want a strong consultation, um, be that as it may. Uh, do, do you want to uh, zoom in a bit to Ontario specifically? Because I think in the coming year, we are looking at uh, from the business of cannabis side, like Ontario and you tell me if I'm wrong, you know, from 300 to maybe 1300 retail stores, which is shocking. Yeah, absolutely. We've got over a thousand stores <clears throat> in queue in Ontario alone. Um, so, you know, some of the things that we're, we, you know, we suspect that we'll see in uh, provincial cannabis retail stores, uh, probably Alberta and Ontario are going to be very close to hitting their carrying capacity for the number of stores. Um, you know, in Ontario alone, we've got over 300 cannabis uh, retail stores that have been licensed as of mid-December. Uh, at 80 a month, that is going to continue. So if that trend continues, that'll be another 960 stores in 2021 alone uh, for Ontario. So with the uh, the uh, approaching of a carrying capacity comes the very natural shift in the invisible hand of the market that will start to regulate. So we'll see uh, things like insolvencies uh, and more mergers and acquisitions. I, I think some of the big players are going to continue to be big. Uh, but we'll probably see the emergence of other big players as uh, more amalgamations continue. That, that's something we'd expect to see. Yeah. Um, interesting, though, in, in Ontario specifically, we, we, we've had our ear to the ground in a few conversations, and we have a bit of a prediction. Um, so we can look back to this uh, next January 2022. We suspect that a couple of the cities that have previously opted out in Ontario are going to opt in. There have been a few folks that have been outside of the, uh, the ring, sort of looking in to see what, what's been going on. Uh, you know, like we've said a, a million times, all hell hasn't broken loose. Life has carried on more or less as normal. Um, in, in Toronto alone, I guess the, the only particular downside is sometimes you see those old, uh, old properties that have gone up for lease uh, being taken up. And Kitty Corner to, uh, I believe it's, what is it, uh, Bloor and Ossington, we've got a, a, a Dutch Love and a Tokyo Smoke uh, directly and, and, across and, from one another. So a little playful and, competition there. Uh, but aside from that, you know, life goes on. There's also two, two more that are in, there's one called Realm, there's one called Quads that I think is also has a sign up at least. It's, it's going to be a busy, a busy corner. 
<laughs> yeah. So again, um, a little playful competition. Never, never hurt anyone. Uh, but aside from that, you know, we suspect um, uh, maybe cities whose names rhymes with uh, Trissasaga might uh, uh, decide to come online in the coming months. Uh, and if that were to happen, I think that would be great for the industry and, and curbing the illicit market. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a great prediction. And, and you know, I think it's the second biggest, third biggest city, sixth biggest city in the country that's, that's opted out or something like that. And, and, um, and then you have some interesting, you know, ideas about the airport, right? Like, I mean, assuming people get back on planes at some point, is there an opportunity for something in the airport? We've talked to some folks um, out west who've had an idea about airports as well. So it's really interesting. So, I mean, it's going to be, it, it seems like, and I want to ask you, there's going to be movement on Health Canada around something like equivalency, you know, lab lab testing, all those things. There's definitely going to be lots of movement yep. in Ontario, the most aggressive sort of ramp up of retail, ideal, uh, likely. Like it's going to be a very busy dynamic year in cannabis. Like how are you and the team prepping for that? Well, there's the one other thing that we haven't discussed about, and that's sort of we're, we're being flanked by this whole other part of the industry that sort of hasn't been into play yet, and that's everything surrounding health products containing cannabis. So there's a whole other part of the industry that we haven't even largely seen that, that, that could very well come into play. Um, so Health Canada established a new regulatory advisory recently. Um, they were you know, critiqued quite a bit about sort of who they chose for this advisory because the folks lack a little bit of diversity they, they, they look very similar and for health canada whose, whose mandate you know is to promote diversity and you know equal opportunity for for many folks did a really good job at hiring the the same kind of person for this particular role but that speaks to a number of other systemic issues that i won't go into today regardless uh that committee was put together um and uh that uh, that committee um, have has meetings that were well they're supposed to be scheduled from february to, to may of last year uh but of course with all, you know all the covid happening and, and delaying things that that that's taken some time um so their uh, inaugural virtual meeting was on november 2nd and 3rd apparently that was that was quite successful and this committee is responsible for providing written advice to health canada um uh, about their uh, their take on on cannabis health products and what that's going to look like for us. So that I think is going to be probably the biggest thing that we can we can see. And I don't even know how we can necessarily prepare for what this committee is going to uh, going to unleash upon us. Uh, but those particular changes will probably not be be seen until 2022. Um, but when they when they when they do come, uh, we predict it'll be big. There's going to be a lot of big regulatory movements in that year. And 2022 will probably be the year to watch. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, dust ourselves off from uh, from COVID entirely, and you know, throw out all our face masks. Uh, but yeah, here's hoping, and you know, here's to here's to a great 2021, I guess, to get there. Well, from your coffee to mine, uh, and a great partnership to date, we really appreciate your expertise, uh, Lucas. Not just yours, but also the whole team at Can Delta. We love checking in with everybody on Mondays. Thank you, uh, and uh, have a good New Year. Thanks, Jay. Always a pleasure. And for, uh, you know, just getting that last little message in there. If anyone has any questions, feel free to tag Business of Cannabis at Twitter or any of your socials. Uh, so you can speak to with us directly. We'd be happy to answer anything you might be uh, might be struggling with. Love it. Thanks, Lucas. We'll talk to you soon.